podcast. Nailed it. Podcast. <laughs> it's okay. Podcast. Jacob still fucks it up all the time. Podcast. 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 Hello and welcome to Na 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 Podcast, the Batman podcast for people who love families. I'm Danny. I'm Frank Dirigirio. Frank, Frank Dirigirio is here. Jacob is in the Midwest, and Wallace is at parts unknown. But we are watching every Batman movie ever made from 1943 to the present. It, and Frank, what did we watch this week? We watched the Lego Batman movie. I got a question. Yeah. Because the last time I was here, both of them were also out of town. Right. Is that part of it? Is, is that do they are they actually a part of this podcast? Or is you think <laughs> this is actually just me? <laughs> I don't just, know. That would be kind of a both, great I thought bit. that was like a running gag that the two co-hosts <laughs> are out of town. Here. No, no it's they, just me. They just don't want to be here when I'm around. <laughs> no, they're. Uh, <laughs> it's been a long time since Wallace has showed up with the podcast. Have Jacob I ever is met here. Wallace? Uh, maybe. Did you? I know I've met Jacob. Yeah. Were you at the unpaid? No, you didn't come to the premiere. But you were at my roast. She was there. She yes, was at that, that I did meet her. Yeah, yeah. I was yeah. at the roast. Yeah. But uh, Frank is here. Frank is a very funny comedian. Ah. <laughs> uh, you're not a big. Comic book guy though, right? Are you? I don't. We talked about this. You were on once before. Yeah, we did. And I, I, what I believe what I said then, and I will say again, yeah. is that uh, I do enjoy comic books, but I, I, I find myself every once in a while, like first time might have been when I was thirteen. I was like, I'm gonna get into comic books, and then I, and then I did the legwork of what that entails and like i can't that's too much that's, it's really it's hard way to too start. much yeah. so i like I, I but i the ones i've read i love i love the artwork i love graphic novels and i have a few things i just actually I just hung up my wall and this is not only this is so off topic that it is the is the entire other that's comic book the whole, company the whole podcast is getting off topic i bought a spider-man comic oh nice that is i, I got it on ebay and i did this years ago but i just finally hung it up my wall it is an issue of Spider-Man where Stan Lee is hosting Saturday Night Live. Oh, in the comic? He's in the comic, oh, Stan Lee's great. hosting Saturday Night Live. Spy- and then it's and it's Belushi and Aykroyd and Bill Murray and Gilda Radner and Lorraine Newman. It's, it's the original cast. Oh, that's fantastic. And then some... Are they all like on the cover? Yes. The oh, cover is so good. The cover is... Equal parts. It's Spider-Man swinging and then Belushi with the samurai sword. And then the rest of them are like <laughs> flanking them. I'll send you a picture. It's, That's it's, amazing. It's unbelievable. I love that. Uh, and like Lord, Lord Michael's in it. That's all of them. <laughs> <laughs> and like some villain attacks Studio H. <laughs> and it's it's ridiculous. I love that, that Marvel Comics takes place in... Like they, they use like real cities and like real mm-hmm. celebrities show up. Jay Leno it's was New York, like yeah. tagging along with Spider Man for one issue, and Penn and Teller have been in. And there's a Letterman X Men out there, and where I th- Letterman's just part of the the X Men. No, the X Men are on Letterman. Oh, they're on I Letterman think, as guests. That I makes more sense. <laughs> if David Letterman just found out he was a mutant, yeah. in Marvel, <laughs> it's like that would be something they have the to come gap back in to. His teeth goes to another dimension. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's my favorite kind of comic. I, like I. I, I and I do love Batman comics and I've read all the essential graphic novels and we'll get back to him. But like my favorite ones were always like I liked Archie. Yeah. I like Hark. I like the Tales from the Crypt, that sort of thing. I Ooh, like those, those where where you don't need to be following, you know, the arcs and like this and there's the infinite crisis and the and the apocalyptic Yeah. 
issue or whatever. I don't know. What, I don't know how it works. <laughs> That's much but easier to get into. I would yeah, just yeah, yeah. pick up an issue of Archie here yeah, and there. And when I was just a kid. Jolly Jughead's eating cheeseburgers again. Good. Yeah. That's, that's, that's all you need. <laughs> it's all. I Archie would always just seem to like appear from time to. I don't think I ever purchased an Archie comic. Sometimes they would oh, just. Oh, dude! I used happen. to love those. I would get them. I I got introduced to them. If you ever go to an airport, mm-hmm. they would sell these. Not oh, like the digest. The, the little, little yeah. ones. Yeah, the little fat ones. Yeah. And they were just these sort of short little Archie comics. They were so fun and they like puzzled. I don't know. I remember my puzzle. friend moving into like a new house and they just left like a couple hundred of those Archie digests like in the basement. Yeah. And she so was just like, hey, you want some of these? Like, yeah, sure. I will. I'll take all the Archies. They're so fun. They're so fun. And I, as a young boy, I, I found, and this is probably telling of a lot of things, but like 11, 12 years old, I, f- I identified with nobody mm-hmm. greater than Jughead. I just I was like that was my his whole his whole vibe. I was like that's my dude. I just yes, you wore that wearing crown. wearing a hat yeah. defiantly, eating cheeseburgers, <laughs> eyes sort of closed Have all the time. You ever <laughs> heard about like the the crown? There's like a logic to it at one point why he wears a crown, and it's mm-hmm. become so distorted because originally it was uh, it's a whoopee cap. It's this hat that like nobody remembers, but it was a thing in like the 30s where they'd take old beaten up fedoras and they'd like turn them inside out and they'd cut off the brim and it was kind of jagged. And it became more and more exaggerated over time and people stopped remembering that this was ever a fashion thing. It just became like a full on crown. Like a crown, yeah. Yeah. I didn't know that. That's cool. Yeah. That make and that makes so much more sense yeah. than just creating this hat out of, <laughs> out of thin air. There's a lot of weird... Wear. Comedy doesn't age well. There's so many like w- things like that where it's it's a reference to something and then like 40 years later the, the, the movie or whatever still exists but nobody knows what the reference is anymore. Yeah. Like Groucho Marx had like this weird walk that he would do and it was like a... the When he has the arm behind his back yeah, and he's, yeah, he's yeah, doing yeah. this with his cigar. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it was like in the 30s, everyone understood... He's doing this with his cigar. Yeah, I, what exactly. I did was... <laughs> people know what Groucho Marx you know did. The, you know the yeah. thing that he does? That's what I did. <laughs> but that was like uh, people like a generation older than him. There was like a, a kind of... There, a fad of like young men walking in this kind of bent over way that he was like exaggerated and mocking. And in like 1930, people got that he was parodying that. And in 2019, nobody remembers that walk. Nobody's alive who saw people walking around like that, and that joke is totally lost. Yeah, well, I mean, I just thought it was a thing that Groucho did. Yeah. I thought I think I still think it's funny. I didn't know it was a reference to anything. I just thought yeah. it was Groucho being Groucho. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that he originated that. Yeah. Well, that's cool to know. Yeah, but it's like it's, it's a joke on like a level that nobody... Even recognize it as a joke. I guess you still you thought still thought it was funny, but you thought it was funny for a, a different reason than. I mean, just visually someone, funny. It's yeah. a funny way to walk. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> who walks like that? Yeah, Groucho. That's and all. D- old people in the thirties, apparently. Now we know that. Yeah. <laughs> now I hate it. Now you hate it. Ooh, the nineteen thirties. <laughs> yeah, these lied to me my whole life. <laughs> uh, so Lego Lego Batman movie. I, were you? Did you, I'm sure you must have seen the original Lego movie. Yeah. Yeah. And I watched it on an airplane. Yeah. And then again when I got home because I thought it was great. I was uh, working at a, as a tutor for like at like a tutoring center when that came out, and like all the kids, that's all they wanted to talk about. So I like had to watch the Lego movie to be like, what are they talking about all day? And then it, it's it, really really good. It was really good in I did every not. way that it, a movie can be good. Heartfelt, and funny. And this is a wonderful sequel 
to I was struggling the whole supplement. I don't know what you call it. I was struggling with the continuity the whole time I was watching this movie because I don't. You know how? I guess it's sort of like you know Jackie Brown. Uh, the Quentin Tarantino yeah. movie, yeah. How Michael Keaton's in Jackie Brown, mm-hmm. and then he's also in Out of Sight, which is not anything to do with Jackie Brown except for the fact that he's in it. Okay. Like that? Uh-huh. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so you're, you're explaining how actors can have different roles? Is that what no, you're he plays the same guy. Oh, he does. He plays okay. the same character. I did not know that. And that's the only thing that, br- that, was, that makes that those two movies. Yeah, I should have, yeah. You left well, that. listen, I've been drinking. <laughs> And who's I've got the Tarantino on the brain. <laughs> who's uh, the guy? Uh, um, what's his name? Belzer, who plays Detective Munch. He's on like oh Richard. Yeah, he's in like Law and Order. Yeah. he's on Cheers. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he's on Wings. He's on like like twelve yeah. different shows playing the same character. Yeah, like so that. like X Files is technically in the the Law and Order verse. Yeah, he was on an episode of X Files playing that character in Homicide: Life in the Streets and The Simpsons. And yeah, and I think he literally was on Wings. He, was he really on wings? Okay, Maybe. I guess. I well, no. I'm sorry. Here's what here's what I'm conflating right now. There, the two characters in pop and television that have appeared across the most sitcoms are Richard Belzer as John Munch and mm-hmm. George Wendt as Norm from Cheers. So, like, they're they have the same amount of guest appearances across plat uh, not across platforms but across series. Okay. I believe that is the case. I I think uh, Munch has become the only fictional character played by a single actor to physically appear on 10 different television series. Right. So I guess Belzer's got the lead, and then the next one is yeah. George Wendt, I believe. Homicide, Life in the Street, Law and Order, SVU, Law and Order, Arrested Development, The X-Files, The Beat, Law and Order, Trial by Jury. There's so many Does Law it and count Orders. Count if it's it's just different <laughs> Law and Orders. I don't know if that really counts. Yeah, okay. <laughs> uh, the Wire. What? Yeah. They put him in the Wire. They put him in the Wire. He was in Thirty Rock. He was in. Oh, Jimmy Kimmel. Th- that doesn't count though. He's gonna. Yeah, he's in the next Clan Pal sketch. Yeah. Too. <laughs> John Munch. Uh, <laughs> Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt, and he was in Sesame Street. There's a Muppet version of him on Sesame Street. I'll I'll allow it. Yeah. That's fine. Yeah. yeah, so that's yeah, like that, and then I think the next person to have that many of those is is Norm from Cheers. <laughs> oh, you mentioned clam pals. I should say this is you are the first clam pal to to return to the technically James God came God back Tim, right? I am <laughs> once, but he we lost the first episode, so it's just so he could re-record <laughs> the episode. Wait, wait, J- J- James's whole episode got deleted. Yeah, ah, that's so funny. <laughs> And that coward Casey McGowan still will not come on the podcast. He doesn't because he's he doesn't know what Batman is. He doesn't. He has no idea. It's Charlie Brown. <laughs> if I can find like a Charlie Brown Batman movie, he'll have to come on it's for gotta that. Gotta be out there. There's a. Have you ever read going back to comic book crossovers, mm-hmm. uh, the Looney Tunes Meet the Justice League series? That was a recent one, wasn't it? I bought it. When I was a boy, I got oh, it when okay. I was like. I think there's a. I a found it in a comic book shop, and it was just because I, I the co- I thought the cover was cool. I bought one of them, and it was like Batman and Daffy Duck dressed as Batman. Yeah, but it's like a four parter, and then I bought the rest of them on eBay. It's uh, I think it's from the early nineties. Okay, I'm, there. Mu- I think they did something similar recently because I know there's like a Batman Elmer Fudd crossover. 
Oh, is that the one where the artwork is all like hyper realistic yeah, and yeah, Porky yeah. Pig looks like a monster? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's, I've I've seen that, but I haven't read it. Okay, is it good? I haven't read it either. Okay, how was the the Justice League Looney Tunes? That was very fun. It was it was exactly what that title implies it would be. I I love those kind of bizarre mm-hmm. crossovers. Like they did a, a Archie Punisher crossover in the nineties. I have not read that. I haven't either. But I that sounds unbelievable. Punisher? Yeah. I think they did like it was like a two part. Like one part appeared in Archie comics, and one part appeared in Marvel comics. Because I I saw, and maybe maybe I saw what you just said, and I conflated it to this, but I thought it was Archie versus Predator. I think that was also a thing. They did just they yeah, both, yeah, yeah, they both. <laughs> all of the the badass P. Yeah, comic book. Batman has also fought the Predator. He's fought both the Predator and Alien, and I think both at the same time. Like that in that like fan film, uh, well that that too, but also in comics. That's awesome. Yeah, I gotta read that. Yeah, that's so cool. Speaking of Batman, we watched the Lego Batman. Right, movie. right, that's <laughs> what we did. That's what we're here about. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I I was struggling with the continuity though. My what I finally decided is I think this takes place. It's like a side movie because it's it um, the whole point of the the Lego movie is like the the father learning to play with his kid and everything doesn't have to be super rigid you don't have to have mm-hmm. all of gotham has to be one way you can have monsters and aliens in gotham and it, this starts out gotham is very much gotham there's nothing weird there's no space pirates in gotham or something yeah and then by the end you had voldemort and the daleks and the creature from the B- black lagoon and and Jaws. Jaws. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot that Jaws was in it. And Jaws is like your favorite. It's my favorite movie. Yeah. Uh, and when I I watched it, like I I finished the movie. I called the car to come here. <laughs> uh, and and I loved this movie very much. And I loved it just as much as I did the first time. There's a part when they've banished Jaws to the Phantom Zone, mm-hmm. and she does not say "Smile, you son of a bitch." Which you wouldn't is, say. Is she? Is Jaws a woman? No, no, no. The uh, the Rosario oh, 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 Dawson yeah, yeah. character. Yeah, Batgirl. Yeah. She ban. She well, she has at the point when they have that gun and she yeah. sends him up in particular. She just says adios, shark. And I was like, <laughs> you could have had a, you could have had her say smile, you and then cut it off. Yeah. And that would have been a perfect Jaws bit in but, this what, entire what is movie. The, the line smile, you son of a bitch. At the end of Jaws, remember yeah. when he blows him up? I kind of. Roy, sh- <laughs> Danny. <laughs> I've I've only seen Jaws once and it was like a decade ago. <laughs> okay. Well that's that's something we're gonna talk about <laughs> off mic. You were so <laughs> upset by that. It's a very famous ending to a movie. Okay. When he blows his I know he blew tank. up the, the, the shark. Yeah. But I didn't and know. And what Roy Scheider says right before he shoots the, the oxygen tank to blow up Jaws is yeah. smile, you son of a and then kaboom. Okay. So and he doesn't I, even say. So yeah, they could have just said that if they don't say bitch. Exactly. Yeah. And I was like, what? What are you doing? Like yeah. They they made every other in joke they could have made about every other character in the movie, and they didn't do that for Jaws. And I'd like to wonder why. How did Jaws come back in Jaws two? 
Was that like it's, the son of Jaws? It's, I guess it's just a family just a member of Jaws. Okay. The, 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 the entire, the rest of the Jaws series gets wild. Okay. And that's, that's something for a different podcast. <laughs> that's for your Jaws we're cast. Gonna, if, if we start going on this road now, we're not going to get back to Batman. <laughs> and, <laughs> and I want to I want to stay on Batman. I do kind of want to do like a Jaws cast where you do like the three Jaws movies, this, Back to the Future 2. Uh-huh, yeah. Well, the there's got to be other there's ones. Four, there's four Jaws There's four Jaws movies. For you. There's the fourth one. So we got the first six episodes yeah, right yeah, yeah. here. <laughs> and we will do that. <laughs> I don't. I don't want to start this and podcast. then realize there's actually <laughs> 170 Jaws movies that I didn't know about. I've written. Like I, I've written 170 okay. Jaws spec scripts. <laughs> that's that's what happened with this podcast. I'm like, I I'll just sending them to Richard <laughs> Dreyfus. I'll, I'll just do this. What are there like 15 Batman movies? I'll just do this for like a couple months, and mm-hmm. three years later, I'm still not. I was finished. texting somebody today, a friend of ours, mm-hmm. and I was like, I'm going to do Danny's podcast and she was like oh i was on that a few years ago yeah. <laughs> I was like, jesus christ <laughs> yeah it's almost over <laughs> no it's not because they're gonna keep making them they're making them with robert pattinson yeah but i think if we finish gonna it stop? before it, we're Are gonna, you gonna stop, set yourself a deadline yeah i think once anything that that comes out before you should stop and then in like 20 years you should do uh, this podcast beyond <laughs> where you're like old and grizzled and you have a young, a young oh. version of you I'll be like a cyborg but no one can tell cuz <laughs> yeah, it's a podcast yeah. All right so let's talk about the movie we're right. like half an hour into this have not addressed the movie so it starts off uh within the DC superhero dimension in the Lego universe um either before maybe during the Lego movie, it can't be after because then like the Duplo aliens come down like right at the end of the the Lego movie. I haven't seen the Lego movie in long enough to remember what you mean by that. I only remember because well because of this podcast, and then I watched the the second one, Lego recently. movie two. Yeah, I still haven't seen that. Was that when you went for Strix's birthday? Yes, and I, I showed that. up on the wrong day. Uh, yeah, <laughs> that's wrong. <laughs> <laughs> <That's right. laughs> Yeah, I, I showed up for Joe Strix's uh, birthday, and I came to a day early to that showing. It was <laughs> supposed to be like a surprise thing for Joe, and I, he was very not expected. Well, he wasn't there, but he would have been very surprised. <laughs> he he would have been thrilled to know <laughs> that you showed up. <laughs> so within the DC superhero dimension of the LEGO universe, Batman continues to protect Gotham City and fight crime. During his latest mission to stop the Joker from destroying the city, he hurts his feelings by telling him he's not as important in his life as he thinks he is, leading the Joker to seek the ultimate revenge on him. Mm-hmm. Joker played by Zach Galifianakis. Great Joker. I, love, I loved him as the Joker. Perfect I Joker he was voice. Wonderful. And he, I'm sure he would do a great live action, too. I was watching this movie today, and I was like, I, boy, I would love if instead of, if they just abandon all of the Justice League things they're doing now and just put all their money into recreating that movie but live action this this mo- with oh. king kong and sauron and and jaws i think i, w- I would absolutely watch the living shit out of it but i thought Z- zach alfanakis is a great joker he did a great job i, I love their dynamic in this yeah i love that it's like a breakup movie yeah yeah they they he keeps talking about how like in 70 years you've never said you hate mm-hmm. me and he keeps Batman is always like, no, I fight a lot of a lot of criminals. <laughs> I, yeah, yeah, it's just, I'm fine with you fighting other people. Yeah. That's fine. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's so funny. 
That's such that's such a smart thing to do with it. Yeah, yeah. I thought it was great. This is this is why this is not a good podcast yeah. fodder because we're just like yeah, <laughs> really really yeah, good. Yeah, that part was great. Really that part was great too. Smart writing, <laughs> well acted. <laughs> Everyone wants to be like on the Dark Knight episode of this podcast, and we finally did it, and it was it was fine but i mean yeah. i kept warning everyone it's just going to be like hey that seems great w- what about there that are scene? things to make fun yeah. if, if we if i was on the dark Knight episode it would have mostly been about eric roberts eric Roberts, sal maroney it was, oh, okay. it was ramirez <laughs> <laughs> this movie is also it's just it's so full it's such like a celebration of all every batman movie and they they dip into such obscure yes. characters. Watching this as a Batman fan makes you want, like, you hoot and you holler and you're pounding, like, is it fucking Orca? I, <laughs> yeah, I did not think Condiment King was ever going to show up on on the big screen. That was not something I ever could have predicted. I know, and then, and I that's the point, because he did all, that, that whole run of all those villains, yeah. when they got to Condiment King, I was like, oh, they're making them up now. Yeah. And then they have the character go, are those all real? And he goes, yeah, they're Go- all real. Yeah, Google it. Google it. That's <laughs> 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 so fucking good. And he had some line about, um, uh, this is just like when you had that parade and you're dancing to Prince music, which is Batman 1989. Yeah, I love how this Joker is all of the Jokers and yeah. he's all of the Batman. Yeah. And, and, and this is a minor thing, but they had Ray Fiennes in it. Mm-hmm. As Alfred, and then they had Voldemort in it, mm-hmm. but it was Eddie Izzard. Oh, and why not just have Ray Fiennes be? He's Voldemort already. Why not I didn't know he was Voldemort. Oh, that is weird. Ray Fiennes in the in the Harry Potter movies is Voldemort. I didn't know that. Oh yeah, and but in this one, it's Eddie Izzard. You know who played uh, Two Face in this? Billy D. Billy D. Williams. Oh, uh, buddy, I. But I, you know, I, I did the whole run down the cast list. You know this the movie whole, is stacked. Do you know the significance? Yeah, because he played Harry Dent in uh, Burton's Batman. Yeah. yeah, and he was supposed to play. He only took that role so that he could play Two Face in Batman Returns. Right, he wanted to be uh, forever. Batman Forever, yeah. Well, or whenever he thought he was like he he just knew that eventually that guy becomes Two Face and yeah. he wanted to do it. And then they cut him out. <laughs> they replaced him with Tommy Lee Jones, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which is that that's fucking insane. Yeah, Have, I don't want a tangent again too hard. Have you heard the story about the filming of Batman Forever? What he said to Jim Carrey? Yes. I cannot sanction uh, your buffoonery. I bring that Can up you so often on the podcast. having that man say that to you? <laughs> <laughs> like, let alone if you're Jim Carrey and you've got, you know, you've been Jim Carrey for a while and you've got that confidence. Yeah. Just imagine saying this to anybody else. You're just like a, you're just like a guy, and and Tommy Lee Jones says that to you. There are times when I'm like having a You'd hard never day, seen it again. Yeah. and things aren't going well at work, and they're not going well in comedy, and I just think about that line, and everything seems okay. Because it's also the most Tommy Lee Jones way to put that. Yeah. Because you, he could have just said, I don't, I don't think you're that good, or I don't like. <laughs> I cannot sanction. I don't want to deal with foolery. I don't want to deal with your shit. <laughs> no, I I will not sanction your buffoonery. <laughs> And the funny thing about it is that Jim Carrey didn't even inv- like he, he's they ran into each other at a restaurant. Yeah. And he was just like, Oh hey, there's my there's my friend from the movie. <laughs> like he brought it on himself. Yeah. Like if he had just not seen him, he would have they would have never known. Right. <laughs> then he hated him. I don't know what I would do if I found out Tommy Lee Jones hated me. My mom has a big Tommy Lee Jones crush and I just I always think about that. And <laughs> that's the guy who who she's into. <laughs> it's a type. 
Yeah, it's a type. Yeah, he's, he's got a he's got a stern sense of uh, responsibility about him, and I can see being attracted to that. Sure, I mean, if you if you see like my mom's boyfriend, and then you find out she's into Tommy Lee Jones, you're like, oh yeah, that that checks out. Does he look like him? Does he behave? Uh, I, th- like I think him? they're of a similar type. Does he does he sanction your buffoonery? <laughs> he will <laughs> not <laughs> sanction my buffoonery. <laughs> they're both kind of rugged, manly men. Kind of kind of. Uh, d- not a lot of words <laughs> there. <laughs> the name of my stepson is. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, he's so good. And, and I want to listen. Uh, we can't go on about Tommy Lee Jones. We're going to yeah. go back to the movie we're yeah. talking about. Um, the cast, the voice cast, is unbelievable. And most of them don't even get a full sentence of dialogue. It's it's insane. Conan O'Brien's the Riddler. I didn't even catch that. That's 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 amazing. Uh, of Rosario Dawson, Michael Sarah, Mariah Carey. Yeah, Mariah Carey's the mayor. Yeah. Uh, Seth Green is King Kong. Yeah, and Jermaine Clements, Sauron. I don't know who Jaws is. Um, Jaws is... That's right. Jaws had like a line or two. He had a couple of lines. He had some good laugh lines. <laughs> and as a Jaws fan, it's nice to see Jaws getting the comedic... <laughs> Yeah, I don't Jaws is not always deserved. credited on on I, on uh, Wikipedia. And it was probably Frank Welker or something. Yeah, <laughs> that's one of, those, uh, one of those dudes. That's Jason, every voice. Jason Manzukis, Zoe Kravitz, uh, um, Doug Benson. Benson is Bane. Yeah, and he just does a shitty Tom Hardy yes. Bane impression. <laughs> I think it's the funniest thing in the world. <laughs> Ricky Lindholm is Poison Ivy. It's I, it's uh, amazing that they got this. Big and this good of a uh, cast, we're not even. There's so many people I haven't even mentioned. Commissioner Gordon is an uh, actor by the name of Hector Elizondo. I don't know him. What is he? What he is he was done? a Pretty Woman. Okay. I think that's what he's most famous for generally, but he was in the original Taking of Pelham 1, 2, 3. Okay. Have you ever seen that? I have not. That's an excellent movie. It's from the 70s. Uh, it's Walter Matthau and Robert Shaw. Did you see the remake with Denzel and I did Travolta? not see that either. Okay. Well. Was Batman in it? Because if There's not. no Batman. Okay. <laughs> this is fine. Table it. Table it. Sorry. That, I'm sorry I keep making about making it about people that were in Jaws. No, that's... <laughs> it's fine to go off topic. I'm just saying if Batman was not in it, the answer is I did not see it. Um, let me think. Were there ba- Jerry Stiller was in it. No, Jerry Stiller. Okay. He was, sure. never, he was never Batman. Uh, I've seen Seinfeld. I'm, I'm aware of his work. <laughs> Seinfeld, Superman fan. Yeah. Superman was in the Lego <laughs> Batman movie. We're back. We're back. We, got, we connected it. <laughs> but but like the sheer not only actors but like like uh movie properties yeah. that they, they got in this. Wizard of Oz, Doctor Who, Lord of the Rings, uh, Harry Potter, just the the crossover on this level had to be Jerry s- Maguire. <laughs> Jerry Maguire. <laughs> it's live action footage of Tom Cruise. I mean, I'm assuming these are all have to be like Warner Brothers properties, but even still, that had to be. Well, but the Jerry Maguire thing also was a reference to Dark Knight, I think. Yeah. With You Complete Me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I guess that worked out in their favor. I guess that's probably why they were able to say that in The Dark Knight in the first place. Is You Complete Me copyrighted? Could that be? Could you copyright a sentence that short? I can't imagine you can. But also, if anybody hears that, that's what they think of. Yeah. So it's like it's like psychologically copyrighted. And <laughs> psychologically <laughs> copyrighted. But it just it's uh, amazing the the crossover between so many different franchises that uh, it it blew my mind. And Lego obviously is the the main the the main. Well, yeah, because they, I guess Lego itself has licensed all of that separately to make the toys. Yeah. Because if you go if you you can buy a Lego set of 
most things. Yeah. And they sell it all, so they have to have some sort of legal thing that allows them to do that. I, yeah, right? they must, yeah. So I don't know. James Nichols, big Lego guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, that uh, He did a Lego movie. All the Clamp House have done Lego movies now, I think. Maybe Joe hasn't. Joe's coming well, back for Casey hasn't because he's, Kay, that's he's right. never been on. Because he will not come on the podcast. The coward. We've uh, scheduled him like four times, and mm-hmm. he keeps canceling the last second. Uh, so, so, Jesus, we're like a sentence in t- t- this summary. So the um, the the he tells the Joker he's not important, and so the Joker seeks the ultimate revenge. The following day, Batman's alter ego, Bruce Wayne, attends the city's Winter Gala, which is celebrating both the retirement of Commissioner Gordon and the ascension of his daughter Barbara as the city's new police commissioner only to be infuriated by Barbara's plans to restructure the police to function without the need of Batman. Which, frankly, makes sense. It's, he's it's, it's a miracle that nobody else had ever thought of that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like, she's almost like the villain of this movie for, like, wanting the police to work efficiently. Yeah, as she should be. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Like, I don't. Can you put yourself in the headspace of a person just day to day living in Gotham City, when all when when in a Gotham City where Batman is the guy and all this stuff is happening? Would you want it to stop? I because I feel like a part of me would be like, yeah, maybe you know it could be, it would put me at ease. But also, it's kind of fun. I, th- I don't. <laughs> I think if I was living in Gotham City, I'd be like, well, this is neat. As far as crime goes, this is. <laughs> It's all very colorful. <laughs> yeah, but, but like the city's always getting like almost blown up and stuff. It's like if yeah, almost. But it's it's like if there was like a nine eleven like once a month. <laughs> if it was it was like if there was almost a nine eleven. And then at the last minute, the a last guy in a cool costume stopped it. Yeah, I think <laughs> you know it would it would keep the the heart rate up. But I think I would all told. I you don't you wouldn't move out after Okay, so here's the thing. If you're living in a crime ridden city and it's mm-hmm. gotta be a crime every day, you open up the paper, would it rather just be oh somebody got stabbed mm-hmm. or would you rather it have King Tut does you know, he he's he stole nine artifacts and then there's a puzzle that you have to solve or whatever. I guess that is more fun. As far as if you gotta live in a crime ridden city, I think what did you do? I just I just dropped this ball. And uh, th- I dropped a literal ball. I didn't drop like the it's a, it's a pink rubber. Yeah, yeah. Were you, play- were you playing brick ball earlier? Were you just t- tossing it against the outside of the apartment? It's some kind of like exercise thing Carolyn got. It's like a, just a rubber ball that's like branded as an exercise thing so they can charge more for it. <laughs> it it's like you put it between like your ankles and do some kind of toe lifts. Or sure. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, it looks, it's probably like a good stress relief kind of thing. Sure. Yeah, okay. that's, how, that's how I've been using it. Batman. Batman. <laughs> uh, I yeah. I I guess when you frame it like that, but I I don't see why it has to be a a, a binary. I think I if I were living in Gotham, I want there to be no crime. I wouldn't say like brutal crime or theatrical crime. I would be opting for none of it. Sure. I want a police force that works without the aid of vigilante justice. No. Yeah. Yeah. You're absolutely right. I I mean, how many criminals Batman locks up are in like a real world scenario that anything he he presents to police they can't use his evidence right he's not I guess he's not a he probably doesn't have to follow 
he doesn't have to read them their rights or anything. He's not a cop. Well, I mean, I feel like you can present most things as evidence because all his villains are very like. Uh, I, I here's this this card that has a question mark on it. I think this probably <laughs> is because of the Riddler. Yeah, <laughs> That's, I feel like this is pretty strong evidence against the Riddler. <laughs> I used to I used to do a bit about that about how Batman's supposedly like the world's greatest detective, and like most detectives though are working with criminals who are trying not to let you know who they are. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. You did. Oh, yeah. that's such a great bit. Shit, I accidentally did your own bit on your own podcast. I'm so sorry. No, that's fine. I don't I don't do that bit anymore. Now let me tell you about the seven words you can't say on television. <laughs> My other bit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, so during his uh, latest mission to stop the Joker, we did that part. The, um, so he's going to Commissioner Gordon's retirement. Mm-hmm. Barbara Gordon's becoming the the police commissioner, and Joker crashes the party with the city's other villains, and they all surrender. It's a big twist. You think they're going to like rob the place? That would be the normal in most Batman movies. They're they're all they're going to try to take all the the city's jewels or something, but they all surrender. Uh, except for Harley Quinn, who disappears during the confusion, and he even I, the the villains don't know that they're gonna surrender. The Joker kind of like tricks them. Yeah, he's got like some kind of a, a gadget. All his pawns. Yeah, he's got like a gadget. He throws down that like turns into like a giant Spot. present. Yeah, that uh, traps them. Speaking to the the mic. Um, <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> <laughs> You're not Sorry. just talking to me. I'm an Italian. I was gesturing. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> I was doing the thing with my hands <laughs> with the microphone. <laughs> yeah, it turns into a giant present box. Yeah, and he, he traps all of them. And that's a genuinely good plot I device not for a Batman movie. I think that's like if I watched a regular Batman movie and the Joker did that, I think that I thought I would think that was cool. I didn't see that coming. I've seen this movie before, and I it's been long enough. I totally forgot yeah, I'd about forgotten it. Yeah, I've forgotten too. I I think I watched it. I think I've watched both of them on an airplane. I think it was the first <laughs> time it was both they were both airplane movies for me. Are you how much time are you spending on airplanes? Are you just Most watching Most of the, the oh time. I'm t- I take planes anywhere. I'm taking it back to, to <laughs> Williamsburg tonight. <laughs> I'm going to be taking a plane. <laughs> I remember seeing this movie when it when it came out. It was right after Carol and I started dating and I was like reluctant to see it in theaters. So I'm like, "Oh, but we're going to do it in the podcast in like a month." So like I don't want to yeah, I do I remember it. this movie cuz as I remember most movies that do come out on my birthday. It came out on my birthday like three, four years ago. Oh, happy, I almost said happy birthday. That's not... No, it's not <laughs> no, it's February. Yeah. <laughs> it was February three it years ago. February 8th of 2015 <laughs> or whatever it was. I don't know. But uh, I remember I was like, oh, I'm going to see this on my birthday and then I didn't see it again until I was on an airplane. This might be later. the last movie that we're covering that... Well, it, this is the last one that's like inarguably a Batman movie that was theatrical, theatrically released. There's two others that are really pushing what constitutes a Batman movie. This was after Justice League? This was after... I don't know if it was that actually after, but we, right. we already covered Justice League. We, oh, I just you just mean in terms of the recordings. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. Okay, well, hey, honored. Yeah. Honored to be here. There's, enough, there's a few enough what episodes. Are, what are the two that are on the fence? Uh, the Lego Movie 2, that... That's a has Batman in it. That was theatrical yeah. release. But the one that's really on the fence that Carolyn is just furious that I'm counting this. Uh, Ready Player One has Batman in like one scene, like way off in the distance. And he doesn't have any lines, but he is on camera. I didn't see Ready Player One. I haven't either. But this is. But that's pretty cool. Yeah. Because <laughs> I, I I remember when it came out and I was like, oh, because I'm a Spielberg guy. Sure. 
and I was like, well, this seems too good to be true, him doing all of this. There's no way it's not very heavy-handed and yeah. not that good. I don't know. I, I, I guess I should watch it. Neither of us have seen it, so we can't really speak to it any much longer. Yeah, I'm going to be seeing it in uh, about a month. Is it a particular Batman that appears in it? I don't think it's close enough to the camera to tell. It's just, very, you know, the silhouette? Yeah. Okay. Well, that's all right. <laughs> I think the, the Adam West Batmobile is in one scene. That's kind of cool. Yeah. All right. Uh, so the we're, we've got like few enough movies left that we're covering that I'm trying to make each one like special. Like, oh, this is the last Batman movie <laughs> we with the Batman with one arm. That or <laughs> <laughs> I don't know whatever is unique. This is the last one where Batman speaks English. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> At some point it will be like, okay, this is the last live action one. Uh, but uh, so this one. Um, so Batman, he suspects that, that the Joker's up to something, so he plots to steal Superman's Phantom Zone projector, a device that can banish anyone to the Phantom Zone, which houses some of the most dangerous villains in the Lego multiverse. It felt like they were... Did it feel like they were really setting up a rivalry for Batman and Superman that didn't really lead to anything? No, I thought it was just more like a gag where they're sort of like, he resents him for being the the main one. Yeah. I think that's all it was. Just like a I like a chip on the shoulder sort of super Superman, Superman sort of thing, which I thought was very funny. I did too. I thought it was very Tatum funny. Oh really? Was Superman. I would love if Superman plays like a bigger bigger part in the Lego Batman movie too. And like if they did like Lego Batman V Superman. Dawn of Lego Justice. Sure, yeah, well, they said they sort of alluded it in this movie. Where yeah. They just show that brief when they're running through all the past Batman movies. Yeah, they had like remember that time in 2017 yeah, and yeah, yeah. 2012, which I thought was so funny. I thought that was so good. Yeah, they did like a little shout out to like every theatrically released. Yeah, and then, and then they just showed the live action of Adam West. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> dancing or whatever. It was like a little Lego version of all the the all the Christopher Nolan ones, yeah. all the 90s ones, the Burton ones. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so he, but, but Lego, uh, uh, but Alfred intervenes and advises him to take care of Dick Grayson, who Bruce unwittingly adopted as his ward during the gala earlier. Uh, Dick Grayson is, he's just at the gala and he was saying, hey, Bruce, wouldn't you love to have a son who's like this? And he's like, yeah, sure, whatever. And like kind of brushes him aside. Yeah. And uh, I, I guess he just, uh, without... He just wasn't paying attention. He just kind of kept saying, yeah, whatever, to everything, and, and he ended up adopting a kid. Yeah. Which is the uh, uh, the, the parenting in, in the Batman universe. Well, is did always he adopt him, or did it seem to me like Alfred sort of... No, because Alfred refers to him as his, as his son. Like, you've got to spend time with your son. Oh, okay. I guess it was just that he said it, so then he was adopted? Yeah. Okay, all right. Yeah, <laughs> I thought, yeah, Michael Sarah is so fucking good in this, Michael too. Michael Sarah is fantastic in this. What a voice. And, uh, I mean, this is a universe where the, your custody goes from the parents to the butler, so, like, the, the, all the custody <laughs> is... Mm-hmm. Um, and I love, I love everyone's... Like, everyone in the Batman universe still not being being immediately aware that Batman is Bruce Wayne. Like, when, when the Joker's like... You mean to tell me that Bruce Wayne is Batman's roommate? Yeah. And then Soren's like, uh, yeah, sure. 
That's that was. I think that's very funny and because when, that's the one main flaw of the Batman universe is that a- everyone should know. Yeah. Immediately, who Batman is. Robin has some line about how um, the main uh, orphan, yeah, <laughs> the best orphan of all time. He finds out the Batcave is under uh, the the Bruce Wayne's mansion, mm-hmm. and he's like, "Wait, so you?" live in Bruce Wayne's uh, <laughs> basement? He's like, no, actually, Bruce Wayne lives in my attic. <laughs> there's some... Uh, there's uh, so many good Batman jokes, and there's also a lot of parts of it... Like, at the beginning, there are just bits they do that have nothing to do with anything that are just still so funny. Like, when they're talking... Like, at the beginning with the two pilots, they're, like, best friends. And like, yeah. That's a, that's such a random weird joke to throw into a Batman movie. Yeah, for no real reason, unless that's alluding to something that I'm not. Not that I'm aware of. It's just a funny thing they did. I think the there's something where the the plane had a the plane was called MacGuffin or something. Yeah, MacGuffin Airlines. Yeah, yeah. Um, Which that's like a. I feel like that's for if you're like you know this because I feel like this is a movie where the the people going to see it it's a middle ground between like kids with their parents. And like teenagers, and then, but like that's that's a joke where like if you're an adult you're like ah, oh, huh. but if like you're a kid and you get that joke you're a cool ass kid. That's, <laughs> a, that's <laughs> if you know what a MacGuffin is, that's a that's a feather in the cap. The, there's and there's also just um, it it felt like that the jokes were such that it felt like there was such a love and appreciation and just a knowledge a, like a deep knowledge and understanding of the the character. And like the way that Batman is, is such a dick, yeah, it felt so right, and it felt like they 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 got the dynamic that he's supposed to have with Alfred. They, it was they absolutely got, right on. Yeah, yeah. I also there's a great bit of trivia I found that Will Arnett acknowledged the raspy, whispery voice he used for Batman is the same voice he uses with his children when he's giving them important parenting information. <laughs> <laughs> I really like that. Um, there's just all kinds of... Re- I can't even do bring up all the references. There, there's just so many. The shark repellent spray, like the 1966 movie. And the payoff when he uses it against Jaws. Yeah. It's yeah. so good. <laughs> so he says good. something like, when would I ever use yeah. that? That's useless. My favorite line in the whole thing, I think, is when he's in the limo got on the way to the, the Commissioner Gordon retirement party. Mm-hmm. And Alfred says something about happiness, and Bruce Wayne goes, "It must be nice to be happy." <laughs> it's just like, like such a quick, dark toss-off line, yeah. and that's that's what Batman is. He's yeah. just a miserable dude, and and he's such a um, like the way he talks about having nine-pack abs, mm-hmm. and he's just always talking about. He's, he's always talking about how he's swole. Yeah, yeah, that's, he's swole. That, that's my favorite. <laughs> he's he's like the best at literally everything, and he's really into metal and rap. And he's just this angsty kid who like can do he's like such a Mary Sue character they can just do anything yeah he's the best at every possible thing he's singing that that op- that musical number in the yeah that's <laughs> fucking rules <laughs> who never skips like day Batman, Batman. yeah <laughs> but it, it felt like they just it was such a perfect representation of the the character it felt like they just nailed nailed him so perfectly it's a real like if it wasn't if they did this movie with just real people, this would be like a perfect Batman movie. Yeah, we when we talked about um, uh, the, uh, the, there's this community theater musical called Holy Musical Batman that was a, a comedy, and it it was kind of the same thing we, where they we talked about this. 
Not not you and I on the podcast. Oh, okay. We yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember that conversation. <laughs> uh, uh, they it, it was kind of a, a similar thing where there's like a way that sometimes comedy can, um, the, the, and like mocking a character, you can display, you can say things about it that you couldn't necessarily get away with in a more serious way, but they just it showed an understanding of the character. Yeah, well, because they. As funny as it is, nothing they ever do belittles Batman yeah. or like disrespects Batman. It's all very in tune. Yeah, with it's just it's just taken up to that one extra percent where it's like, oh, it's it is. Yes, yeah, it's funny the way that he is like that. Yeah, um, the way that he he has so little respect for the people around him. Uh-huh. He's until he does. Yeah, no, yeah. he does. <laughs> but, but like that scene later on where um, he instead of having one of his friends pilot the, the bad plane he just ties like a rope to the steering wheel mm-hmm. he's telling them like protect the rope yeah or like my, when he's got michael sarah doing these like great listening great <laughs> way to obey that's yeah. <laughs> like he's dick he's telling him what to do and he's doing it flawlessly he's like yeah good, good way to listen to me yeah yeah that's, yeah. A, that's such a good and like the, the way he has um almost like one of those like mechanical tyrax but it's for all his his costumes he's got like a thousand different ridiculous costumes, like yeah. incredibly Tuxedo specific, party, yeah, yeah <laughs> incredibly specific circumstances. And the one that Robin takes that ends up being the Robin costume is like in case he ever goes to Jamaica and he has to <laughs> call it like Rasta Man. Um, so so the oh so after the Joker is gone, all the criminals are gone. So now there's there's no crime in Gotham City, and he's just miserable. He has nothing to do. He's he's kind of just swinging around. He's like watching them in Arkham Asylum and mm-hmm. looking for them to step out of line because he, he has no purpose anymore. And um, so he, he adopts Dick Grayson. And he's um, uh, he breaks into Arkham Asylum to send the Joker to the Phantom Zone, suspecting the Joker wanted to be sent there. Barbara locks up Batman and Robin. And there's one little, I, I guess this get, gets a pass just because it's a, a comedy. But the fact that he he kept his mask on all the time when he, a lot of the time when he wasn't in costume, he was wearing the robe. Yeah, he's wearing the Batman the cowl. He's yeah. the cowl. Um, that, that's in the comics. That's a hardcore rule he has that he never wears the mask upstairs. He never wears the costume upstairs. It's purely the cave, and then like really? he's out fighting. I crime. wasn't aware of that. Yeah. Um, I, okay, I I took no issue with it. Uh, yeah. Watch it because I think that's a, just a funny. It was a funny joke. It, it worked. Gag. Yeah, yeah, I thought that was really good. And the fact that they throw him into prison and they don't take his mask off. Yeah, and this particular Batman is you know he's just so very much clinging to the Batman part of himself. Yeah. That it makes sense. And to see just to see a Batman cowl and then a robe. Yeah. It was very funny. Yeah. It was, the joke worked. Yeah. Um, that's that's the thing. Where like a, you know I'm I'm not. All in on the comics to the point where I would get angry about a thing like that. I know you. I know you have a, a, a much hard, more hardcore relationship with the literature of Batman than I do. <laughs> the literature. Did it bother you that he did that? A, a tiny bit. Okay. Yeah, but I, I'm. This movie is so good. I we talked about I, I before we we got on the air about how how hard it's going to be to make fun of this because it's it's just so good. Did you find yourself at that first scene where the joke? 
where Batman's telling the Joker, like, you're nothing to me, and the Joker looks sad? Like, did that make you feel sad? It made a me feel bit. sad. I yeah. felt bad for him. Yeah. Like, his eyes got all big, and, like, he looked like he was going to cry. And <laughs> it hit me. And it may have been because I, you know, I was drinking gin, and that, <laughs> and that, and that, that, that can do anything. But, uh, I no, I, I remember feeling that the first time I watched it, I was like, oh, my God, oh. Do you have like a, a specific alcohols that like make you have like a certain reaction for you? Well, like does gin make you kind of kind of weepy or emotional? Yeah, I think they do. I I mean it's so it's I do you know gin in the summer, whiskey in the winter, mm-hmm. fall and spring. You can go either way. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I've got to go to the hospital. <laughs> um, I thought that was, I was like, oh, you've got like this elaborate system. It's like, no, it's kind of only half thought out. <laughs> um, liquor in general yeah. will get, ma- makes me more emotional. And then beer, that's just, beer just makes me sort of, you know, but whatever. Pukey? Pukey, yeah. It just, I, just, I threw up on Tanny's table. Uh, no, I guess I don't know if it's a particular spirit that makes me feel any which way, but I just watching it and that scene, I remember it both times. And I, I think the first time I watched this, I don't think I was particularly inebriated in any way. Uh, I just felt it like it was very emotionally resonant. I just I, think uh, it was, I don't know if it was the voice acting or the way they animated it or what. Yeah, but I think no, it was, I mean it was a great, it, yeah. was, it was well done. I I just made me think of uh, I I kind of have a little bit of with I, I find with white wine sometimes it makes me. Because it's it's sort of a sneaky drunk where like sometimes sure. you don't realize how drunk you are till suddenly you're because it goes hammered. down like it goes down like ginger ale. It's yeah. like it's very crisp and, and you clean. feel like oh I just yeah. I'm just nothing 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 oh shit I'm I'm completely wasted uh-huh. and I'm it's three a.m. <laughs> and, and I'm crying because <laughs> I realized Waylon Jennings is dead. <laughs> It's Willie Jennings, Dad. He got diabetes. They had to cut off his foot. He, he took his foot. Yeah, any particular one of them will do it to you. I, I, on, I have a tradition on Thanksgiving where I, uh, I get drunk in Manhattan's and I watch like a western or uh-huh. something like that. And pretty much without fail, every time some part of it will make me cry. Oh, really? Yeah. Whatever, whatever it is. And I think it, a large part of it is the music. Music really is the thing, like a, like a stirring, like a. A upward violin chord or whatever. I don't know. It's, it's, I feel like that sort of it's like a marionette thing where you're like, oh, this you want to sure we're gonna make you cry <laughs> <laughs> or whatever it is. Yeah, I mean, music can actually absolutely. I don't so much have that with uh, with like film scores, but like there's there's like albums I can't listen to anymore because they're like so associated with like a sad memory that. Well, sure, though that yeah, that's one thing, and I have a lot of that as well. Just like a particular song that reminds you of a particular place that you were once when yeah. you were sad. Yeah, and that's all it is. Yeah, absolutely. I remember uh, uh, breaking up with this this girl. She was breaking up with me, and um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I wanted to. I think it, it's a different feeling. What? <laughs> They're both bad, but <laughs> one is. Um, uh, but we were in my car, and I had like uh, I was playing Billy Bragg, who's like my favorite musician. I, I had to like stop or like turn off the music. I'm like, I don't want to associate this song with what's going on here. That's exactly right. I don't want to ruin this song <laughs> along with <laughs> the relationship is already ruined. I don't want to lose this song too. Towns Van Zant, baby. <laughs> <laughs> there's one. Or there's one guitar chord where it just. It's like a time machine back to uh, uh, this. Have you ever, you know, are you a fan of his? I don't, I don't know him. He's very, he's like a very folky, uh, 
His entire catalog is just... I'm never going to see this woman again. Oh, okay. <laughs> this is entire, the entire thing. It's very good. Yeah. But uh, if you know, if you have that in your brain with a particular person, it's uh, and, and there's it's like a tough specific when it comes on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Woman with, with you who you you put that on. Oh, and sure, you. sure, sure. Yeah. Uh, but it's also very good music. Give it a whirl before 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 <laughs> anybody ruins it for you. To listen to it. It's <laughs> uh, hopefully Carolyn's not it's, going anywhere. Hopefully really good, I, yeah. I don't. Uh, exactly. Yeah. You're you're good from now on. Yeah. You're getting married. Yeah, I am. Then you can listen to anything you want <laughs> without, without fear. <laughs> listen to everything. Listen on Radiohead, all the stuff. Well, there's still some of the old songs that are still so ruined. Take them back. <laughs> Take them back. There's a way. There's going to be a way. Play them at your <laughs> wedding. And then, <laughs> and then that's what it'll be, uh, what, what it will be about. Yeah, I don't know. There, there's there's like one song that my the last girl I dated before Carolyn... Um, it, it was we dated for like a couple of years and it was like really serious and like we talked about having this one song that I loved mm-hmm. at our wedding yeah and then she like cheated on me and broke my heart oh, Jesus and, Christ and now it's like I can never I, I can't play that at my wedding to, to Carolyn that's that song is just it's done can you tell me what it was it was uh, Starry Eyes by uh, Roki Erickson okay I'll listen to it. I, yeah, don't, know, I don't know it, but it's I'll, a great I'll, song. I'll, I know that name. That that fellow. He died recently. He passed away recently. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay, I'll give it. I'll give it a spin. There's a part now of me. You can, you can think of me when you listen. To yeah. It. <laughs> <laughs> There's a, a part of me that um, was like, as horrible as like that breakup was, I knew secretly in my heart that I had made that song our song with like my previous girlfriend before that too uh-huh. and i felt like i was living the lie that that song had was like unique to this relationship and now i'm like okay so at least i don't have to deal with her ever figuring out that that's been my song with multiple yeah, women yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and rookie errors and that's not a guy that gets a lot of radio airtime so you don't have to worry yeah. about it just popping up while you're driving yeah it's you gotta kind of seek him out uh-huh. yeah batman right batman <laughs> So while the projector is being seized as evidence, Harley steals it back as part of the Joker's plan and frees him, allowing him to return to Gotham with all the villains he had recruited in the Phantom Zone. So there's like a scene in the Phantom Zone where he's got like all the villains of every movie, every Warner Brothers movie is yeah. uh, King Kong, the Gremlins, the w- Wicked Witch of the West and her flying monkeys, a T-Rex and a Velociraptor, presumably from Jurassic Park, Lord Voldemort, Sauron, the Jaws, Jaws. shark. But well, the thing about that is Jaws, Jurassic Park, that's universal, isn't it? Uh, may- yeah, I, I guess... Uh, that's where the rides are. I know Jaws is definitely universal. Maybe Jurassic Park is, too. Oh, it definitely is. So that's, that's maybe, even... Maybe they them. cut a deal. Yeah, that's an even bigger crossover. Or maybe, I mean, Jaws, that was really just a shark. Like, they can't, that's a tough <laughs> thing to. <laughs> you can't patent sharks. Yeah, yeah or dinosaurs. Shark. Uh, sharks, yeah. dinosaurs. You can't, no, it's just, if anybody says anything, oh, it's just a regular old dinosaur. It's not a particular one. Yeah, I guess <laughs> the, the dinosaurs. It's not Jaws, the shark. I don't think they specifically said it was from Jurassic Park. No, that's it's just they expected us to associate, which we did. Yeah. Because obviously. Did they say... And maybe that's why they didn't say, smile, you son of a bitch. Did they actually officially say it was the shark from Jaws? No, they just they show a shark, but if... You're definitely thinking. What are you going to think of? Yeah. 
So maybe that's how they did it. They just if we what don't tri- say what it's a trick. Jaws. What what a smart I trick. Jaws, but the shark wasn't actually called Jaws. Was he? N- no, but I I watched this movie today and Alan, I don't know why he does this. Uh-huh. He leaves the captions on for everything. I hate that. That would drive me insane. Right. And I and I it started and I was too lazy to switch it off. Mm. And when that character speaks, it is captioned as Jaws. <laughs> co- Wait, hold on. When the shark speaks? Yeah. When does the shark speak? He has oh, a few oh, lines. Oh, in this, in this movie. I not not in the movie Jaws. <laughs> you watch Jaws. <laughs> no, in, in Jaws. In the movie Jaws. <laughs> That's what I think your life is like. You're just watching Jaws all the time. And the shark starts yeah. talking. Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, I got a half an hour for you. Let me just watch a little bit of Jaws. <laughs> Some Jaws. No, no, no. It's, it's either all of Jaws or none of Jaws. Uh, no, but in the Lego movie, yeah. that character is hyphenated or whatever you would yeah. say captioned, captioned. As jaws okay so so it definitely but is that jaws. could just be the work of the the person doing closed captioning i don't know maybe if they freelance those guys or what jaws isn't a, a name maybe you can't copyright it's the name of the movie but it's also just a word right but also i mean it's obviously still like that person doing that was like oh this is jaws yeah it's jaws yeah king kong also i feel like king kong is also universal i think he is I'm almost positive he is. I'm pretty sure and you're right. And Sauron's new line, cinema. This right? is a huge crossover. This is I'm, this might be the most expensive movie of all time. Uh, I've got the budget here. What do you What do you want to guess? Let's do. I've I've got the budget. I can I'm also so tell you the box. The, I'm so box bad office. at this sort of thing. So guess the budget. Guess the box office, and uh, I'll tell the you budget. Yeah, I'm really horrible at this. This is going to be an embarrassingly off kilter guess. Nineteen million dollars. No, way, way more. Way more. More? Much more. Jesus, I guess. Yeah, it would have to be. Yeah, this is a huge cast and animated. Yeah, that's really right. Mariah animated. Carey is in this, <laughs> so it's got to be at least two hundred million dollars. Yeah, they gave her like three lines. Yeah. <laughs> There's no way she's doing that for <laughs> for under ten million dollars. Um, so, but I've I've got the budget. Uh, more than nineteen. Two hundred million, <laughs> less than that. <laughs> See wow, how that bad I am at this? Yeah, yeah. I'm bad 80, at this. 80, 80 million. Okay, that was close. Yeah, <laughs> on, one, right. on one end of the other, I was close. <laughs> what <laughs> What do you think the the box office was? Two hundred million. Uh, more than that. Good for them. Yeah, nine hundred million. <laughs> less than that. <laughs> See how bad I am at this? It's one extreme or the other. Three hundred twelve uh, million. Okay, three hundred twelve million. Yeah, but this yeah. was a big success then. Yeah, three hundred twelve, and it deserved a two B. Yeah, absolutely. Um, wait, were the Gremlins? Was that? That feels like it was Universal too. It's a Joe Dante movie. That's all I know about it. Um, I don't know. I can't. I can't look this up. Uh, it doesn't matter. So no, it matters. So they they steal. Uh, it definitely matters. <laughs> it definitely <laughs> matters. How many universal monsters God, were in this? Got a text from my boss. Oh yeah, I don't like that. We'll worry about it later. What's you, what's the text? I gotta know that. No, I didn't read it. I just I just don't know what it's. Our podcast listeners have to know. <laughs> they demand that what is going on with your boss. You work at a, the fencing school still, right? Yeah. Oh, please do as much registering, billing, and scheduling as you can tomorrow. Okay, that's fine. Okay, that was not as interesting as I hoped it would be. 
Yeah, no, that's okay. I don't know what and I expected. Said, <laughs> and then he said, gracias, so that's fine. That's <laughs> <laughs> if that text was anything other than, like, you're fired, then it's not going to be great podcast. Yeah, no, I, that's why I didn't want to do it. But <laughs> <laughs> it could have been. <laughs> it felt you like Chekhov's text where you, you got to... <laughs> If someone gets texted. I'm gonna get fired at the end of this podcast. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, so, so Harley steals back the the projector as part of the Joker's plan, and she frees him. And he returns to Gotham with all the villains he had recruited in the Phantom Zone. Um, it, it, just, it just the list of of villains just goes on and on. The Mummy, Lord Vampire, Medusa, Agent Smith. Is, is that is that what Dracula is credited as? Is Lord Vampire? <laughs> yeah, Lord Lord Vampire. So Dracula. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> who is who plays Lord Vampire? Um, Lord Vampire is played by. Uh, doesn't say. Okay. So. I, <laughs> I think it's Bella Lugosi. <laughs> <laughs> um. Wait, could Dracula? Oh, Dracula is like universal, but That's it's also, also universal. It's so, such a. But it's all Dracula has got to be public property. domain. Yeah. yeah. Um, wasn't there like a big? That like was the whole thing. Dracula might as well be mean vampire at this point. But <laughs> <laughs> um, I guess Lord Vampire is like an existing Lego figure, so that's probably why they. Ah, okay. He's a minifigure released in 2012 as part of the Monster Fighters theme. That's fun. I guess they have a series of monster Legos. That's interesting. Yeah. Are you a Legos guy? I'm not. Okay. I liked them as a kid. Yeah. I, I, I would get frustrated with them. I like the little figures. Yeah. But the actual building of it, I, I found to be tedious. I, I definitely had fun with it. I think it's something that if I had all the money and space in the world, I could see how it could be fun to, to do it as an adult. But sure. when space is at a premium in an apartment in New York, I don't have a lot of place to, to put a ton of Legos. You can get a Lego Death Star hanging from the ceiling. <laughs> There's nothing else there. Oh, don't. Carolyn is, <laughs> is going to hate you. <laughs> I got I got enough weird hobbies that drive her insane. What else? Uh, juggling. She hates my juggling. Can you juggle? I can juggle. Oh, my God. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, I love it. All right. Well, if that's the absolute worst thing to... Doing a podcast, <laughs> so maybe we should get, we should get off. It's oh boy, lit folks, is he juggling right now? It, <laughs> it's also it's just like the least sexy talent. That it's it's not something <laughs> women like at all. There was a dude I went to high school with. This guy Tim, he uh, was our valedictorian. Mm-hmm. Uh, he got into Yale and Harvard. Okay, he was also an excellent juggler, and he skipped out on Yale and Harvard to go to circus school in Quebec. (laughs) (laughs) And I thought, and I always thought that was the coolest thing in the world. Everybody else was like, what can you believe? I was like, good. Fucking fuck yeah. That's awesome. Do it. And I think think now he's back. He's probably taking some stuff at Harvard. But... I mean, Ringling Brothers doesn't even exist anymore. That's not even an option. The last I heard of him, he was juggling and he was like working in Bush Gardens in uh, Virginia doing like one of their acrobat shows. Yeah. Talented fella. I haven't seen him in a while. <laughs> Tim. I didn't know, because I'm from Virginia. I he's, didn't he's realize anyone outside of Virginia that ever heard of Bush Gardens. Oh, yeah. I went there on a, on a trip once. Really? Yeah, family vacation. We took it. it was a nice time. We stayed. It was like a little, it was a cool hotel sort of right nearby. We stayed there. Good food. We'd go. Ride some roller coasters. 
Sure. It was pleasant. <laughs> Batman was Batman. there. <laughs> 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 he showed up. He actually belongs to, to Bush Gardens. <laughs> yeah. He's part of that. That franchise. And then the Scarecrow took over the roller coaster and Batman had to save <laughs> us. <laughs> um, so so the, uh, all the, the every bit, like I- any villain from any movie, they're, they're all there. Just just every, uh, Agent Smith is there, General Zod, the Kraken. Uh, realizing the city does need him, Barbara releases Batman and, and Robin teams up with them and Alfred to stop the Joker. Batman wants to go alone, but then he he realizes he needs help. So he, uh, the Joker, uh, uh, not the Joker, Alfred, wears like the the Adam West Batman costume to to assist him. He says something about yeah. how I missed the sixties. <laughs> um, and and there's also that that great moment where um, like when I talk about how they there's. They know it so well that they're able to, to make fun of it, like how Robin puts on the, the the costume and he's got like the green pants that don't look quite right, yeah. and he's like, "Oh, let me just rip these off," and, and then he's just in like the little like leotard, mm-hmm. like, with which is like what Robin was up until like the eighties. Yeah, no, it's it's very thoroughly on point with all of Batman stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so realizing the city doesn't even they release him, although Batman finds himself able to trust and rely on his new team upon reaching Wayne Island, which is where his, his house is in this, uh, he chooses to send them away rather than losing him, losing them like his parents. Upon facing him alone, Joker believes that Batman is incapable of change and zaps him into the Phantom Zone before stealing the Batcave's stash of confiscated bombs. Um, that was the thing at the beginning of the movie that he he disarms some bomb. He just puts it on a shelf in the Batcave, and he's got like hundreds of these bombs he's done this with. Sure. Arriving in the Phantom Zone, Batman witnesses the harm his selfishness has caused to everyone, and slowly accepts his greatest fear. Making a deal with the Zone's gatekeeper Phyllis, who's played by um, Ellie uh, Kemper. Ellie Kemper. Yeah, she's great. Yeah. She's just playing I think like she's a. She's so funny. She's very funny. She's just playing like a Lego brick. Yeah. In this. Uh, uh, she, he makes a deal with her to be allowed back to Gotham in order to retrieve the zone's escaped prisoners. Batman arrives in time to save his teammates, apologizing to them for, for leaving and requesting their help to stop the Joker. Robin briefly becomes. He puts on a different costume. He becomes Nightwing, which in the comics is Robin. The original Robin grows up and he. Distances himself from Batman, doesn't call himself Robin anymore. He becomes calls himself Nightwing. Yeah. Uh, realizing Joker's plans to use the explosives he took to destroy the city's energy facility, that causes the city to come apart and be destroyed. Batman turns Barbara into Batgirl. He's got like a T-shirt cannon. They just keep shooting her with the merch gun. Yeah, the merch yeah. gun. <laughs> He's shooting like different costumes on her. He's like, now you're Bat Lady. She's like, nope. Now you're. Soccer mom, yeah, bat. Yeah, yeah, he's like, nope. Okay, Batgirl. It they they do they do jokes in this movie at like an like an airplane level pace. Yes, it's, it's so good. Yeah, just nonstop. Uh, before he and his his team in Gotham City's other villains who felt neglected by Joker, they managed to successfully send the escaped villains back to the Phantom Zone. However, they fail to stop the Joker's bombs going off. And as the explosions begin to tear the city apart at the plates beneath it, 
knowing this was his fault, Batman reluctantly convinces the Joker that he is the true reason for being the hero he is before they, their friends and allies, and the city's inhabitants chain-link themselves together and pull the plates back together, saving the city. Uh, the, I don't know how clear it was in the summary, but they, they, they make a big deal of the fact that Gotham is just built on just plastic flat yeah. Lego. It's, it's made out of Lego. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there's no table or anything there's none, beneath there's it. None, yeah, it's just, uh, so if that like collapses, then they're just tumbling down into the abyss. Which I guess is that is that like for for Lego hardos who, who used to build that? Is that like, oh, this is not remember what it's like? I don't, I don't know. Is that a big thing about Legos? I have no idea. Is, is that a thing that people, because I always build them on like a table or something. I mean, you'd imagine. I, don't, I never made a thing large enough that it would require a table. I would do like a, maybe a little car every once in a while. Oh, okay. Sometimes I'd, I'd have like a big set. That I, was, was I was all about Mighty Beans. <laughs> mighty Beans? <laughs> you remember those things? No, what are Mighty Beans? <laughs> they were these little fucking weird toys. It was like a, they're shaped like beans. Uh-huh. They had a little, weight ball in them and they had these kooky characters painted on them i i used to be into crazy bones is that i loved crazy bones is it it sounds similar to it's, crazy bones it's like it's like yeah crazy bones and there was mighty it's like crazy bones are like the blackberry and mighty beans are the iphone it's oh, <laughs> it's okay. crazy crazy bones were so much fun yeah i love those things i had I a little too. sack of them they're probably still in my house somewhere i had like a little like lunchbox it was like an official crazy bones yes. lunchbox. and there was like a whole game you could play with those things which i never did i just I had i would either. just have yeah. them and i would sort of sit them there <laughs> nobody <laughs> i knew actually played the game no yeah I did the same thing with Pokemon cards, where I'd like collect them all the time. Nobody ever wanted. Oh, just to play right in the game. binder, right yeah. in the binder. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I would. We'd bring them on the school bus sometimes. I remember I got. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, I'm going to his wedding mm-hmm. in September. But uh, when we were younger, he was my bully. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he, he like jipped me out of uh, my sparkly Charizard because I. Uh, <laughs> I ended up living with my bully in college. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. A, that'll happen. Yeah, yeah. That's, it's good. That's growth. Yeah. Um, yeah, crazy bones are fun. Yeah. I know. I remember you would get them like little, those little aluminum packs. Yeah, you get like four oh of them God. for like a dollar. Boy, but when you're like eight, a dollar is like not that easy to come by. <laughs> it's tough to do. You gotta yeah. sell. You gotta sell four whole lemonades. <laughs> 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 and sometimes you live in like a cul-de-sac. There's like sure. a limited. I don't know if I've ever told this story in the podcast, but I when I was uh, uh, real little, um, my my neighbor Josh and I. We had like uh, like a little plastic table. We'd go out, but instead of trying to sell lemonade, what we'd do is we'd take um, a bunch of sheets of paper and we'd staple them together and we'd cut out pictures from like magazines and we'd like dictate a story to my mom and get her to like turn this into like a book and we'd try to sell those. And uh, the Batman, the Mask, the Phantasm had just come out and we were huge Batman fans. Then we found it was rated PG-13 so we couldn't see it. And we were so angry, we made a vow that if the guy who made that movie ever tried to buy one of our books, we would not sell him any <laughs> if he ever came to our cul-de-sac. Who was the guy that made that movie? We weren't clear. We weren't, I don't know who we meant by the guy who made that movie. Is Mask of the Phantasm, is that, is that like the animated series, like Mark Hamill is the Joker in it? I don't think he, he would have been. Or is Kevin Conroy is Batman? Kevin Conroy is Batman. Okay. Yeah. You see he's going to pee be playing Bruce Wayne like live action and something? No, when, what? On a on like one of those WB not WB. What am I CW? CW, yeah, yeah whatever yeah. it is now. There's they're doing a the one where I think it's the one where Ruby Rose is Batwoman. Oh. I think he's playing an old Bruce Wayne. I love that. Yeah, that'll be cool. And there's also another one, and maybe I'm getting them flipped, but are you a Game of Thrones guy? Uh, okay, yeah. 
You know, yeah. Jora. Jora, the guy who hangs out with Daenerys. Yes, like yeah, he's like her bodyguard. Or yeah, 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 he's also playing older Bruce Wayne on a live-action TV show. Oh, okay. So yeah, it's just a bunch of old Bruce. Wayne. It's, it's this is the season. It's it's old. Forget Hot Girl Summer. It's <laughs> it's old, old Bruce man. Wayne Summer. Old Bruce Summer. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin Smith talked. Hey, he had this idea in his podcast that I just I love so much. If they did like a live-action Batman Beyond movie. And yeah. then they got Michael Keaton to play old Bruce Wayne. Yes. How great would that I'd be? I would pay forty five dollars to see that movie. <laughs> <laughs> so like like at a real a cinema, I would, if they were like forty five dollars to see this, I would, yeah, here you go. In a heartbeat. Yeah, one hundred percent. I'd watch Michael Keaton do pretty much anything. Michael Keaton's fantastic. Let alone be Batman again. Who would you like to see be the younger? Ooh. Who would I like to see be Terry McGinnis? I don't know. Um. Because Will Friedle, I think, is too old at this point. Because he'd have to be, he'd have to be playing like a teenager. Yeah, Will Friedle, yeah, from Boy Meets World. Yeah, he yeah, he was the he voice. That's right, voice. that's right, yeah. that's right. Yeah, yeah, no, he can't do it. Um, I don't know. Maybe go with like an unknown. Okay. I don't know. I, I can't. What a cop out! <laughs> <laughs> Son of a bitch. <laughs> I don't, I'm not good with with actors' names. I'm not good with like casting. Things. I know all the hot young teen actors. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I don't have an answer for this either. Yeah. I don't know. Um, Finn Wolfhard. <laughs> I don't know what else to say. He's the only one. <laughs> he's the is, only is one. Is that a real person's uh, name? He's the kid from uh, Stranger Things, yeah. Oh, okay. Is is he the one with the, the no teeth? No. That's the other one. So okay. I guess that's, yeah. I, I know more than one teen actor's name. Okay. Uh, he's the one from It also. Okay. He's the one who was like gone in season one. He was like in the the upside down. No, that's the third guy. <laughs> <laughs> Danny, Danny, get your teens straight. <laughs> Jesus Christ! I, you're not a Stranger Things guy. I took you for a Stranger Things guy. Uh, I like Stranger Stranger Things, but I, okay. I haven't. Um, uh, you just don't have my horrible OCD brain where I have to know the name of every. I mean, I, I any TV or movie that I watch, I like enjoy it, and then I immediately forget everything about it. It floats out. Okay, yeah. that's that's must that must be nice. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a real burden on my hands. <laughs> I mean, it's I feel like it's a problem for me that like I I I want to talk about this thing. Like I know I saw this, but I have no memory. Yeah, of what this was. It's it's like a it's a, it's like a horrible superpower I have. Like Alan and I were watching Zodiac a few mm-hmm. weeks ago. With and Jake Gyllenhaal. With Jake Gyllenhaal. That one I remember seeing. And that is a heavy-duty character actor movie, and he was just explains like every every dude that put them, he's like, who's that? And I would just have to be like, it's Elias Cateus, or whatever it is. <laughs> I Maybe I, I'm okay with things that aren't movies. I remember, I think I can get that one because I, I've read a lot of books about the actual Zodiac killer. Are you big into the Zodiac murders? Somewhat. Proper? Yeah, <laughs> Danny, proper. was it you? Uh, podcast is over now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I used to be a big. Tr- I guess I still like true crime, not as much as I once did. Sure, but I it's it's. I feel like I'm getting more empathy as I get older, and it's harder to feel, listen to. They feel more real. I'm uh, becoming more aware that these are like real people who I'm treating like entertainment. Sure. Whose tragedy is my entertainment, and that doesn't feel good. Yeah, I mean, take comfort in the fact that it's not just—it's most people in America. It's, <laughs> it's the biggest thing in the world. People it love is. it. It's crazy. And I uh, last podcast and last just talked about this thing about how we always uh, treat it as though true crime is like a new thing, and this is something that's always been 
the case. They were talking about some yeah, murder. Cold like Blood a, came out in the 60s, I think. Right? Yeah, 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 yeah. And they were talking about some murder in like the 1890s where they uncovered like a bunch of bodies at this woman's house. And like the whole town was, was going out there and like just looking for relics. And like someone found like a dead dog on her lawn and it was like trying to sell that that dead dog because it was like kind of sort of associated with her. Sure. Just by being near her house. Yeah. Yeah, it's a weird genre. I'm not... I don't get super into it, but the Zodiac. I mean, I just like that one movie, but I don't. Mm-hmm. I don't seek out the sort of like like uh, what's the one the the crazy the one that I read serial. I I can the, the serial the podcast the podcast yeah. yeah. I, can, I don't think I could do it. It seems like a, a lot to invest in, and it seems like a, mainly a bummer. Seems like just like a bunch of facts that would would upset me. Yeah, and serials also it it doesn't the end is kind of unsatisfying because there's no she doesn't reach any kind of conclusion. No, of no course not pay off to it. Because then if, if she'd reached a conclusion, then it would all be like classified police <laughs> evidence. She wouldn't have been able to release it. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. I remember listening to that and, and like expecting there to be some big twist at the end and like, you're right, of course. Yeah, like, except why? for that one with the dude who confessed, uh, what's the one? The HBO one. Oh, um, the I didn't jinx see it. Oh, where, oh. where he like he goes to the bathroom and he just sort of, of like confesses one. under his breath. What's yeah. the one? Uh, something last night, the other night. I forget. I didn't see it. Oh well, that's that. But that was like a scripted one. Oh, was that fictional? Okay, I yeah, didn't it was see it. John. Yeah, it was John Turturro. And okay, uh, but yeah, the Jinx was. He, he confessed at the end, but I mean, I mean that one. He they he had already. They knew for certain one guy he killed. It was just a question: was it self defense or was it murder? Right. And then he the court found that he murdered this guy and then chopped him up in self defense. And uh, wait, Robert Durst did? Yeah. In yeah. self-defense, yeah, you don't chop anybody up in self-defense. Once you, yeah. <laughs> you, no, <that's> <laughs> you don't need to chop. <laughs> Once they're dead, if you if you can chop somebody up, that's no longer self-defense. Yeah, well, you weren't a member. I wish you'd been a member of that, that jury because <laughs> they disagree. The chopping and it was indica- indicative of something else. Yes, uh, I, I would agree with that. <laughs> but he's he's already been trying. You can't try him again. I think he. My understanding of the law is he could go out and say, like, no, I fucking killed that, I murdered that guy, and there's nothing they could do at this point. I'm not proud of what I did. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I'm i right about that, right? If O.J. said, if O.J. confessed now, there's nothing they could do. It's my understanding. Was it the statute of limitations thing? I don't know. No, because double jeopardy, yeah. You can't try somebody multiple times. For right, because the they already did it. Yeah. So once he's found innocent... That's that's it. If you're found guilty, you can appeal it. But if you're found sure. innocent, you can't. Right. But also, if he did confess, like, today, somebody would take care of him. Like, something would happen to him. Yeah. that's. The I don't know what would. Like, he would. it would be a whole crazy thing where people would try and kill him, and the police would have to protect him. But also, they'd be like, well, you You've never sounded more Italian than in that moment. Oh, someone would take care someone of him. Someone would take care of him. <laughs> <laughs> One of my uncles would take care of him. <laughs> Uh, we get we get a so Batman Batman. <laughs> <laughs> this uh, entire that was fifteen minutes about yeah. just general real life murder. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so so Bar- Batman turns Barbara into Batgirl before he and his team and Gotham City's other villains they they all um, uh, stop the, the 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 villains um, and they they save the city by putting the plates back together. With the city saved, Batman prepares to be taken into the Phantom Zone because that was the bargain he made with Ellie Kempers. He 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 gets to leave, but he promises he's going to come back in one day. Yeah. 
and but he's rejected by by Phyllis, not Ellie Kemper, um, by Phyllis, who voiced who, by Ellie Kemper, voiced by Ellie Kemper, who chooses to let him remain after realizing he's a hero and seeing how much he had changed in order to save everyone. Afterwards, Batman allows the Joker and the rest of his rogues gallery to temporarily escape with the confidence that whenever they return, there will be no match for the Batman family. And then the movie ends with, uh, as the credits play, there's a kind of a montage of him spending a new life with his family. And they're sleeping like a, like a four-way cross bed. Mm-hmm. Like all the, the foots of all four of their beds meet. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's very sweet. It's it's, <laughs> it's really very it's very very nice. It's, it's it's a movie that makes you feel a lot of very nice feelings. It was a great movie. I think it's a really top to bottom excellent movie, and uh, that's why we had to keep going on all those weird tangents because it was hard to make fun. Because <laughs> in order to make this a funny thing, yeah. we could not just talk about this movie because we hey, don't have anything bad to say yeah. about it. Hey, that joke was I great. Got bad oh, to that say joke about was it. great too. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, uh, we've we've kind of. I don't think it's going to be a, any surprises here. But would you recommend this movie? hundred uh, percent. I want to say no. <laughs> <laughs> I well, I recommend Jaws. Watch Jaws. Yes. <laughs> Watch all four Jaws four, movies. Four Jawses. And then uh, Jaws. Jaws I. <laughs> Jaws, <laughs> Jaws V. <laughs> uh, and then and then what? No, absolutely. Watch this. This yeah, is no, fantastic. Yeah, it's really terrific. Let's talk just really great voice acting. Yeah, which yeah, is yeah. not a, that's not an art form that gets enough credit as it should. Definitely a voice performance, like a real good one. Like one good thing that's come out of this podcast is it's it's made me notice and appreciate voice acting so much more. Yeah, I, I've gotten so much better at like picking out like oh wait that's uh, that's Frank DiMaggio that's Billy West that's yeah whoever those guys are all like yeah I used to when I was a kid I was very into cartoons like I like. I still am into cartoons, but I used to like draw, mm-hmm. and I was always doing. You know, I would, I was, I got very nerdy about knowing who those dudes were. Yeah, and it's cool to see. It's it's nice to know that other people respect them. <laughs> I thought it was just me, like these, these names that nobody else knew. Yeah. Um, I mean, pre podcast, I I didn't know anybody, but yeah. now I I know a lot of them. Yeah, and even like because voice acting now, like most animated movies, it's very it's famous people. Yeah. But they're still doing good work. Like I saw, did you see Inside Out, the Pixar movie? Yes, that was fantastic. A few weeks ago, I saw Richard Kind on the subway, mm-hmm. and uh, who looks exactly? You know, he looks like Richard Kind. He looked very frazzled, and he was wearing. Is like he a, the the one from uh, Spin City? Yeah, but like the imaginary. Friend yeah, he or plays Larry David's cousin on on Curb. He's Bing Bong in Inside Out. Yes, okay, that's who I was thinking of. Yeah, and as. We were, as he was getting off, I had to like sort of step off to let him off. And as he was passing, I said, "Hey, Mr. Kind, big fan." And he said, "Thank you." He said it the way he talks, <laughs> but but it just <laughs> sounded like. Do you remember that in Inside Out when uh-huh. his character goes away? Yeah, that's the most upsetting thing I've seen in a movie theater in I years. Bawled like a baby, and to hear his voice just, it it almost it. I was on my way to like a date, and I had, I had to like collect my. I had to stop into a bathroom. It was. He had like <laughs> call her, be like, "I'm sorry, I can't. I can't I'm I not going to make it. I, just, I met Mr. <laughs> Richard Kind. Ping pong's dead again. <laughs> <laughs> so let's talk about where Will Arnett belongs in our big list of Batman. Uh, real quick, I'll do the top five, bottom five, um, top five. Kevin Conroy. I forgot this part of this. Yeah. Yeah. Christian Bale. Sure. Michael Keaton. Mm-hmm. Adam West. All right. And then Bruce Greenwood from Batman Under the Red Hood. Bottom five. 
Jason Sudeikis from Movie 43. He plays Batman in he that? He plays Batman Shit. in that. Russell Brand from Arthur. The That's un- not a real <laughs> Batman. Is that, is, that how, is that how intricate you get with this? Yeah, we go I th- deep. I feel like I said this exact same thing the last time you said this, because I think he was on that list Very possibly. Oh, uh, yeah. I'm Has sure he ever he made it off that bottom five? Uh, I doubt it, no. Okay. The um uh the unknown actor from the Gotham City music video, Jaden Smith from the Batman music video, and rounding out the list at number eighty one, James Akabogu from The Batman: Let the Gods Do Their Worst, the twenty sixteen Nigerian Batman movie. There are there are there are seventy worse Batman than Jason Sudeikis. Yes. I mean, 70 better Batman than Jason Yeah, Sanders? yeah, yeah. Okay. 76. What was the Jaden Smith one? What did he play Batman in? And uh, he had a music video just called Batman, where it's him in and a the white song is Batman. Also Batman. Yeah. Okay. It's a white Batman suit, and he's driving around just getting into. And did you do a whole fights. episode of this podcast about that music video? Uh, we had Charlie McCracken on, and we, I think we did three music videos. We did the. Uh, Batman music video, the Gotham City music video, which is an R. Kelly song, and the Bat Dance, Prince. Mu- Prince. Okay. I, we did a couple. Cause there's a couple U2 songs, and uh, uh, "Kiss by Rose" by Seal that had Batman in the music video. That was from Forever. Yeah. Or Batman and Robin. Yeah, Batman. Forever. I don't know. One of them. One of those last two. Yeah. Okay. But U2 had like a couple songs in Batman movies, and they had Batman in the music videos. I don't. I don't think he's gonna. Well, okay, Arnett belongs so anywhere near the bottom five. No, no, absolutely not. He's no, he's a great Batman. He's I currently think he's an excellent Batman. He's currently sitting at number seventeen. I I think he should be moved up. Can you can you spin this around and show me the the rest of these names? Yeah, because I so my Keaton's my number one. Well, let, let's go over the the criteria that we we use. Um, so how's the how's the car in this? The the car is um, made of Legos. What's that? It's made of Legos. It's a cool car. Yeah, the bat. Oh, I think you're looking at the list, and and I was trying to understand what you. Yeah, it's made of Legos. It has uh, like a jet engine at the back. It's got some gadgets. It's a very cool car. Okay, it turns I, into a I plane. I mean, I can't. So I can't speak very well to this because I a lot of these I have not seen. Yeah, we'll, we'll go over that. But in Peter a, in Weller, I didn't see either of those, but he is RoboCop, and therefore <laughs> I'm going to put him at number three. <laughs> if you can be RoboCop, you can also be Batman. Well, let's go over uh, the criteria first, then we'll we'll rank them. Okay. So, car, great car, love the car. Yeah. How's the costume? I mean, it's the costume looks like the Michael Keaton costume. Yeah, it's it's limited just based on the fact that it is it's supposed to look like a Lego. Yeah. Yeah. But it it looks like a great but Lego it's an version of one. Yeah. And uh, as far as imagery goes, like I said earlier, Batman head. Robe, <laughs> that's I would like to see that. I would like to see a live action version of that. Yeah, and I would like to see Michael Keaton do it. But if I couldn't, this is the next best thing. Uh, car costume is this Batman smart? Is he a good detective? I don't There's know not that a lot he, of detective he doesn't really do any detective. He's work. competent, but yeah. he's also. He's not sort dumb. of. He's a blowhard. Yeah. He's not dumb. He is uh, vapid. He's, yeah. He's arrogant. Yeah. Which is you know that's fine. Right. And also it is a comedy. Yeah. And you got to take that into account. 
but he is a, as far uh, in the grand scheme of the whole thing a competent Batman. Yeah, and he does his, he has this whole lesson learned thing at the end. Is is he good in a fight? Oh, he's super swole. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think he's, he's great. He's, yeah. There's that one scene. He's a master builder. Yeah, where um, he he says to Robin, "We're gonna punch him so hard that the the." Um, the sounds of our punches will be manifested as words. <laughs> yeah. Oh, air. that's unbelievable. Yeah. That's that's the perfect lapsing of the '60s and West Batman to this. Yeah. That's that's. It, so it worked great for me. I yeah. love that. And uh, great fighter. So I uh, wish I had seen seen it in a theater with like a group of Batman fans because I can't <laughs> imagine that not getting like a fucking. <sighs> yeah. Just like applause. That uh, must have been so fun. Yeah. How were the gadgets? Does he have a lot of gadgets? He's got like the rope. He's got the batarangs, shark repellent. Yeah. Well, I mean, that whole scene where they're going to the police station, he's pulling all the stuff out of his pockets. The, I mean, these movies, the Lego movies in general, are, are such visually stirring things. Yeah. Like the stuff they do and the, the pace that which they do it is yeah. really... It's so cool, and but it, and the fact that it all looks like sort of clean and you can follow it, I feel like it's just very impressive animation in general. Like there's never a point where you're like, what the fuck's going on? You like you can tell what's going on. But there's a lot going on, but that it's it, all very uh, clearly animated. Yeah, the the creativity of the way that they they represent something and making it clear what that thing is, but also it making it be something that like plausibly could be it it fits into the the Lego aesthetic. Like, yeah, like um, Voldemort has his his wand. And it just looks like a little. A tubular Lego piece, but you understand it to be a wand. Of it's course, clear what yeah. it is. Yeah, they've got that whole the the visual rendering of this in, this entire movie universe is so well done. Yeah, um, and uh, and the way Phyllis Ellie Kemper's character is, you understand her to be some kind of extra dimensional being, but she's just like a little Lego block. And, yeah, but it's it's clear what they they're going for. I totally bought that. Yeah, hundred um, percent. Uh, so car, costume, fighting, intelligence, um, gadgets. Is he? Do we see his bare feet? I don't think we ever see his bare feet. No. Um, J- there's one thing where Jacob felt we saw Batman's bare feet in a thing. Jacob felt it was horny and demanded we take points off for that. So now we've got a... Which? It was a short. It was like a animated short where Batman like jumps out of his boots. But you've done like porn versions of Batman on here before. Yeah. But Jacob felt like the feet in those were, the feet were horny. He felt it was like a foot fetish thing. The feet were very big and very hairy. Interesting. And there was Batman's feet. Yeah. Hmm. Um, But I'm sure we took off for the porn version. The porn versions are not ranked high on our list. I can't imagine they were. I can't believe that on the list of worst Batman, Jason Sudeikis or Russell Brand are under some porn versions of Batman. Like, are these dudes playing porn Batman actually giving it, like, a go? Well, that that, that brings us to our last category. Uh, Is he effective? Would I fuck Lego Batman? (laughs) Would you fuck Lego Batman? (laughs) No. You wouldn't stick that up your ass? For the last time. (laughs) Uh, Is he effective at fighting crime? Because there have been some Batman where we would argue he causes more crime than he stops. Well, I mean... It is his own fault that all of those villains come down from the Phantom Zone. Right. But then he puts them back. Yeah. So uh, at the he's very least, he breaks n- even. Yeah. But he's not like actively... There's some Batman who... Are that's like always the argument about Batman, is that did he invite all of this elaborate uh, costumed 
crime yeah. to Gotham City. But there have been some incarnations where he's like actively causing traffic accidents and stuff, and he doesn't really seem to help anything. That's any superhero movie when they're fighting and creating collateral damage. That's the Avengers. That's that's all of it. They you know. Yeah, but the Avengers ultimately stop. There have been some where he doesn't really seem to stop anything, and he seems to have caused a lot of chaos that he didn't. That was not the case in this one, though. No, I feel like anything. That, well, I mean, because the Joker was there anyway. It's and it opened with him doing that whole big yeah. thing. I he's currently Will Arnett is currently number seventeen on our list. I want to move him up. I want to move him up too. And again, I haven't seen some of the people that lie between him and. Right. Peter Weller, but I want to put him right under Peter Weller. Okay, well... That's uh, where I want to put him. Number nine is Ben McKenzie from Batman Year One, the last episode you did. Uh, that's right. That was me. Yeah. I like him better <laughs> than that one. I do, too. This I think he belongs above that. Two, the two... I've been very lucky. The two episodes I've been on have been solid flicks. Uh, Peter Weller, that was Dark Knight Returns Part One and Two. Uh, I haven't seen... I should watch that. Those are really good. The guy that plays the Joker is Michael Emerson, right? Uh, I don't remember. Conan O'Brien's in that one too, though. As who? As he plays like a talk show host. That's it's, awesome. It's clearly supposed to be David Letterman, but for some <laughs> reason they didn't Conan get. Conan plays. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's uh, that's awesome. Yeah, that's uh, very cool. Um, so I honestly, I think I might want to put him above Bruce Greenwood. He might crack the top five. I haven't seen the Bruce Greenwood one, so I and I'm <sighs> I'm sure I defer to you. You're the one who's been doing this the whole time. It's real close, but I think he's just a. What is the one? What is the one that Bruce Greenwood is in? It's uh, under the Red Hood. It's like a straight to DVD animated movie. Yeah, sure. Um, it, it's really good. It's much more s- takes itself much more seriously than this one. But this this was just. I I think it, it, if it weren't the only thing that that keeps it from being, the fact that it, it's a comedy, but it just. But nails here's the thing. I think that the Will Arnett Batman. I think if you put him in a regular Batman movie, it would still work. Yeah. It I would just, if you took out, like, he could deliver any line that you writ, wrote for him as Batman. Yeah. The fact that there are funny ones, because obviously Will Arnett is very funny, but mm-hmm. I think he could probably still do it, even if they weren't. I and think so, too. I, I don't think we'll ever get to find out for sure, but... I'm going to make him our new number five. So Hey. It's been a long time since anyone's broken the, the top five. I it might be the last time. I don't see anyone. Th- our top. You think, you think our Pats is gonna crack the top five? Our our Pat? Robert Pattinson. Oh right. Uh, That's I don't what know they used we'll to call him when he was in Twilight. Movies. I don't know if we will end up doing him because I think the podcast is gonna be over before that movie comes out. Oh, you're gonna you're setting a hard end date for this. You're not gonna just occasionally do one when they make a new Batman movie. Uh, I don't. We probably not. We've talked about doing that, but I, I want to have like a definite end. I've got a, a movie that we'll do that I think is a good send off, and uh, I'll tell you off air what it is. Ooh, yeah, okay. Um, I'm just saying they keep they keep thinking they're gonna stop making Batman movies too. Yeah, and they keep making them. So, <laughs> <laughs> who, who thinks that they're gonna stop making Batman movies? <laughs> it was like this multi-million dollar franchise needs to come to a halt. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> uh. So that's he's our new number five, Frank. Where can people find you? Um, so if you if you're a person listening to this on your phone, if you look at the episode description, you'll see my name. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you type the name into Twitter or Instagram, you will find me. That's where I'll be. 
if you want to see me live, I, I run a show that Danny has been on. It's a stand-up show. It's, it's a it's great not, show. It's not just me. It's me and four of my buddies. It's called Clam Pals Live. We do it every third Friday of every month at Freddy's Bar and Back Room. And as I said earlier, all the Clam Pals other than Casey have, have come on. That's very true. And they've all done Lego movies. Are there any more Lego movies that Casey could do to just to sort of keep it... Uh, there are. There's... Uh, keep it in the fam? I think there's like two or three of them. All right. Well, if he doesn't, I will come on as him. <laughs> as him. I will do I'll do his voice. <laughs> I'll get I'll get in. I'll wear one of his pairs of shoes and I'll I'll do the, the podcast as Casey. Uh, we do the show the third Friday of every month at Freddy's Bar and Back Room, seven PM. It's a lot of fun. It's a great bar. It's and even if you don't come for this particular show, go to Freddy's Bar and Back. It's the best bar in the city, I think. <laughs> Not even for comedy, just go there just, in general. It's, a, it's an excellent bar. The food is really good. Uh, it's a good time. They have some great sign hanging up there. There's like an award they got, but it, it's a really weird. It, it's like an award of like, um, it's something along the lines of like the the best bar to go to alone and cry, or something. Some newspaper <laughs> gave them that. Yeah, I think that was me. I think I get. That. I think that's. <laughs> I think that's just a post-it note that I wrote and stuck on the on the, on the front door of the of the men's room. <laughs> Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Danny Rathbun, D-A-N-N-Y-R-A-T-H-B-U-N. And uh, check out... That's the way we spell success. <laughs> <laughs> check out my web series, Unpaid Spot. Frank, we end every episode by shouting the word Kareem. Would you like to lead us in a Kareem? Can you... Did I do this the last time? Uh, yeah. Did you explain to me then what it means? Because I, I don't remember. <laughs> There's a... I don't uh, care. I'll, <laughs> I'll yell it either way. I just would like to know. There's a 70s made-for-TV movie called Legends of the Superheroes, where it's like a roast of superheroes. There's a character named Ghetto Man okay. who uh, shouted Kareem, and he flew at the screen. Okay. Whenever you're ready. <clears throat> Kareem! Kareem!